Hello and welcome to Dad Educates Daughter and this week is a special edition on Rewind, the festival in the south that we went to. So hello Rebecca. Hello Dad. So um, Rewind your was your first time of going? Yeah it was, I was very lucky for you to take me along with you. Definitely enjoyed it. Um, was really good to see some artists that obviously we've discussed. So I think it'll be a nice little episode to let people know what I thought of them live. And obviously I did see a few that we haven't discussed or I'd never heard of. So that was also nice to have a bit more insight as well. Okay. So let's talk music or should I say let's talk festival. Yeah. Um, and also you were lucky because the weather was probably the best i'd known it at rewind for a while yes i think in the build-up i don't know how many times you said it's gonna rain i brought wellies i brought a coat i brought god knows how many different outfits to wear and i did not need any of it it was lovely you got burnt yvonne got burnt Fantastic. Yeah, never, so, never got burned at Rewind before, so, um, well, so yeah. That's My first festival, your first time getting burned. Yeah, okay. So what I'll do first is we'll, we'll, we'll do it by, um, by the days and we'll do it by um, the lineup as they came out. So we'll start with Saturday. Yeah. And what we'll do is we'll start because it had, they had a different presenter each day as well. So, yep. so first of all, what was your um, thoughts on Pat Sharp? Now, you wouldn't know Pat Sharp, but he used to, no. um, he was a DJ, but he, I remember him mostly started out as um, on TV as um, doing the fun house. But he also um, has had a song, Pat and Mick, Let's All Chant, as well. Oh, okay. Well, he didn't whip that one out, did he? Um, he was what he was. He was a presenter. Um, he interacted well with the crowd, I'd say, you know, every time he came on, he would, like, people were handing him, well, it started with people were messaging him online, but as we know, the signal was absolutely awful. Um, yeah. So they started giving him napkins and whatnot with little messages to send out. So I thought that was quite nice with his interaction. But, you know, he was just there, did what he did, and then off he went. And obviously, because we didn't camp, but at the end, he did a DJ set in the Flamingo Club, didn't he? So what that was like, I don't know. But, you know, I think from what I saw, he came on, interacted well and went off again. So there weren't really much about him, to be honest. But he was all right, you know, first day. Did what he so needed to do. Um, that's it. OK, so the first act we had was sort of warm up act, as they say. Disco Inferno. Yeah, so... Disco Inferno. I didn't know what to expect. And I think I turned around to you and said, I've not had these, have I? Because I'd never heard of them. Um, but they're right up my street. You know, they're not a proper act. They're not anyone special. They did like covers and they were just there to get the crowd going. And they really did get the crowd going. I ended up leaving you, went nearer the front. Um, YMCA was a highlight. But, you know, like I said, they were just there getting warmed up. So doing stuff like that everyone and anyone would be there joining in so it was and it was a nice start because I was worried at what the acts would produce with 
the songs like would I actually remember them would I know so many would I actually be up there dancing so that was nice to know all the songs and get me up moving so yeah it was a good start not gonna lie but you know it weren't anyone that we discussed or anything like that so it was like you say just a warm-up warm-up act yeah so um I think they literally they haven't been around for long and not that they're you know um they're a bunch of musicians and a vocalist and obviously sing as we say the songs of um yesteryear you know eight seven mainly 70s actually yeah, i'd say yeah, well, the, 90s. the 80s but yeah they um they came on and done what they were meant to do which is warm the audience up ready for mm. the rest of the day stroke evening yeah. um certainly you know they weren't bad um but at the same time weren't memorable um yeah. but but yeah as you say one got up and was dancing and doing what you know at the end of the day what their job was to do was to get everyone in that mood yeah um well. after those we had the south which yeah. is an offshot of beautiful south um so it doesn't include paul heaton or jackie abbott but it was um dave hemingway and alison wheeler um so um they had other members, I think, of Beautiful South as well. Dame, Damon Butcher on keyboard, Gary Bertels on sax, and Tony Robinson on trumpet. Um, but yeah, they they celebrated. They were playing Beautiful South music. So all intents and purposes, they are Beautiful South. They just can't use that name because obviously Paul Heaton, who was a founder member, isn't in it. And neither is Jackie Abbott. And they're actually touring as... Paul Heaton and Jackie Abbott. Um, so um, they're they're separate. I think they're touring as Paul, maybe Paul Abbott and uh, not is it Paul Paul Heaton and Jackie Abbott of the Beautiful South or from the Beautiful South, something like that. I think. Whereas yeah, obviously these the are from the South. Yeah. But um, we did find out it was their last their last time of um, certainly doing rewind, if not touring sure. altogether. I don't know. Yeah. So. But yes, um, over to you, the South. Oh. So I was a bit wary because it was the South. I was like, I've not had these. But I think one thing that I forgot and I needed, it weren't until I had these, but like at the beginning I was like, oh, I don't really know all of these. But I think I forgot, obviously, when we're doing the podcast and I'm listening to them, I listen to them in their peak. Whereas going to Rewind Now, they're not all there that, it, and they're a lot older and they're just doing it for the likes of yourselves who are reminiscing the 80s so when I heard the South I was like oh, I'm not gonna know any of these and then I think I asked you or you told me anyway these are the beautiful South I was like now I know um they didn't interact much with the crowd but it was enough they were just they did it and I think one thing obviously their sets are quite short they've given their time so they've got to get what they want out and have that balance of their songs and like interacting and all of that. They started off really calm, but then they had a really good set. And do you know what? They're amazing live. They were great. Um, they really got me up. They were and really memorable as well. They were ones that I think I've remembered since going and looking back on like their videos. They like had some really good songs. I really enjoyed 
um I need a little time don't ask me how it goes but when I've rewatched a video I'm like yes this is a vibe um so I need a little time was their highlight for me and I did actually know a lot of them and I didn't really remember liking them but listening to their set I mean either I didn't like them when we did the pod and they've completely changed my mind or I did like them and they weren't a stick out band for me but seeing them live definitely put the you know set it in stone that I do like them um and they were a great follow-on app from Disco Inferno as well mm. no it's definitely a good opening proper opening act um when you said it didn't interact let's not forget Alison did do that one bit um where she said about oh, I'm gonna swear yeah that, my, that, my, yeah. my son's my son's here listening and then she said oh and the f word and then they went into the song where the, obviously they say you know don't marry her f me F but me, I think yeah. the I think the funniest part of that was that Zoe and Yvonne did not know that that's what she was singing and didn't put two and two together that, that yeah. that's what even she though did she'd said bit. and then at the I, end she said I think I got again, away with it yeah <laughs> Which she did and, with some of our members in our party yeah uh, they had no idea they <laughs> had no idea I that was probably one of the best bits for me just Zoe and Yvonne when we were talking about it in the car on the way home how they had they were like. She sang that? Oh, it weren't even on the way home, was it? Didn't you put that the means... song on, or Yvonne put the song on the way to it the next day? Uh, yeah, I think it was. I can't remember, but yeah. But yeah, they had um, no idea. No, funny. yeah, that was. I think, you, yeah, you had to understand what she was uh, going on about yeah. and actually know the song, but yeah. But apart from that, there weren't much else interaction, so. But she did well. She brought the comedy to it. Next up, The Undertones, obviously without Fergal Sharkey. Yep. Sealed the deal that I'm not a fan. It weren't a bad set. Um, you know, they sung Teenage Kicks, so that got everyone up. And I remember enjoying that, and my favourite song from theirs was My Perfect Cousin, and they did that as well. So that was a nice highlight for me. I got to hear something that I enjoyed live. Um they are obviously good musicians, you know. It was nice to see a live act like that and seeing a pure band, you know. They were playing all their instruments. They were... The only thing for me, it was very loud. And that's what I just get with, like, bands that are proper, like, musicians. The instruments are very loud. But they are good live, you know. Um they can still move around. They got the crowd moving. They obviously have a fan base. So it was nice to see how much people enjoyed their music. Just for me, I'm not a fan. Um, but no, they did a good set. And like I say, they did two songs that stuck out to me. And I think it would have been awful if I was sat there going, don't like any of these. So at least there was something for me as well. Yeah. Um probably their biggest two hits actually and um yeah as you say they are loud they were a proper guitar band yeah definitely um, okay next we had ub40 um so one half of the brothers so robin campbell not ali campbell is now lead singer of ub40 um ali campbell went off and done his own thing with a couple of the other original members but ub40 is still going on via robin campbell yeah, I mean, we also know I'm not a fan of these. Um, they did get the people up. 
you know they've got they've got their big songs and I think that was one thing like I think we have to talk about Zoe here as well so Zoe is my younger sister she's only 22 um and she obviously doesn't do what we do so she knows the 80s like I did before we did this but taking her she was our entertainment to see what she knew and she was going oh yeah I like UB40 and it took a while before she actually knew a song bless her little soul but they did you know they have songs that have stood the test of time and I think the good thing was because we with it being a festival you've not gone to a whole concert so like I say they've got that allocated time so in that allocated time they're not going to go sing songs that aren't their biggest hits so the good thing for people like me and well anyone really because you know not everyone that's going to be there is everyone's cup of tea they sing their biggest songs so it weren't a bad set for me you know they brought out their big songs like I say they got everyone up and watching them on stage they just look like they love what they do so it was nice that they're still able to come out and do it get on there and deliver yeah uh you you actually had one of the biggest slots they had a 40 minute slot most of the others it had did, half did an hour until the end but yeah they had a 40 minute slot they did mm-hmm. um next up was um i'll um i know obviously you're not a fan so i'll mm-hmm. just touch on it so they had some technical difficulties to say the best um, so it took a while to get going. Then when they got going, they had to restart. But they they apologised, and I think you know what they did did do was really good. And they had a special guest. Um, so yeah, on to Art of Noise. Call it a special guest. He wasn't there, was he? Well, Tom he was, Jones. He was on the screen. Yeah, but you enjoyed it, and I think that was one thing for me. I got to see you up and enjoying it as much as close it's not close to the edit i like i do like close to the edit yeah you're up with that one um i feel like so i was looking round, and i was like not got many people up have they there was like you stood up and a few others but you and your few others were just enjoying your life so you know they came and they did what they needed to do it was a bit awkward. I don't think live sets are their thing, but it could have just been like that technical difficulty. But I think given their age, technology isn't their friend. Um, well, they were the pioneers of, or one of pioneers yeah. of um, sampling and mixing. Yeah, but I just think, I don't know. I did enjoy the Tom Jones, Tom Jones remix that they did, you know. Yeah, all that sampling. I did enjoy that. Which Tom um, Jones introduced? Not officially. He was not there. Um, yeah, it's definitely not a thing that I'll ever be into. Um, and there was an appearance from Max Headroom as well, which was good. He was on the screen. Max Headroom? Yeah. So he's a, he's a fictional character. That's like a, not, he's not real. He's computer generated. And he's named after what you go, what you see on as you go in a car park. Max headroom that's his name is what's on the top of a barrier um and that's his name and um look him up after this you will you will recognize him he was on the screen um he was at the beginning when they had the technical difficulty i think he came on and when they lost it the first time then they restarted again at the beginning um so yeah he was on there and uh, yeah he he did sing a 
a song as Max Headroom, um, which I didn't realise Art of Noise were obviously behind. You always get a bit more dark. You got Heart of Noise and you had Thomas Dolby as well at the time. Um, so yeah. Um, okay, so then we had Heatwave. Yeah. So this was another one where I was like, we've not done these. I don't know who these are. Um, they were just a bit of a filler for me. I think they just needed to fill the spot, get someone in there. Um, they got people up and mo- moving, but there weren't much to them. Like there weren't much that they were giving. They were, they were good singers, don't get me wrong, but there was nothing too memorable about it. Um but like I say, they've got people up and moving. So for that little filler between Art of Noise and Who Comes Next, they did what they needed to do. But I think given the technical difficulties and as much as I don't like them, they might have been able to give Art of Noise that bit longer to do a bit more maybe um, mm-hmm. and given Heatwave a bit smaller because Art of Noise really were the 80s. So it would have yeah. made more sense. But yeah, yeah heat, Heatwave are mainly... 70s and obviously their their main song was boogie nights um but yeah um again like you're not my kind of music and as i say they were they're more 70s and 80s um and obviously we haven't had them discuss them because they never really had any hits in the 80s um but they got the crowd going they they you know probably a good act to have after art of noise to be honest to get people back up and dancing as another yeah. sort of um uh like warm-up warm act for the the evening as we're going into yeah. now um yeah. and um probably the 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 better named artists of, of the day and we're starting off with nick hayward um the uh the singer from haircut 100 and he sang some so some of his solos but he also sang Obviously, um, the hits of um, Haircut 100. Yeah. I'll be getting Nick Hayward in the upcoming series, won't I? You will. Yeah. So I've, I'm looking forward to having him for the podcast. Um, I love this set. Really talented musician. Um, you know, he goes up there. He obviously loves it. He's got that good music. And obviously, I didn't recognise all of it because like you say, you did some of your solo stuff, but that didn't stop me from actually enjoying it. Um, So what stood out for me was Blue Hat for a Blue Day and Whistle Down the Wind, I think it was called. Yeah. Um, Yeah, great singer, but he's more swaying music, you know. He's not upbeat and get you there, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed watching him. It was a really good set, yeah. Yeah, no, and he interacts... With the crowd, he's a good good bloke. Um, yeah, he's a. Um, I mean, he he uh, left when he left Haircut One Hundred. It was through depression and or mental health and stuff like that, which obviously wasn't something we knew back then. But he he you know needed a break from music, and then obviously he came back as a soloist. And um, I'm pleased to say he's now back as with Haircut One Hundred, and they're actually touring because. Um, I'm lucky enough to be um, seeing them in um, in Reading later this year. So, yes. Okay, so then we had the other Nick, without the C, Nick Kershaw. Well, he was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, is he just a soloist? He went from... Yes. No, yeah. no, he so was... Obviously... And, he, and I'll let you in, because obviously 
you'll find out later, but he is my favourite male soloist. Oh, really? I can see why. Um, he really kicked off the evening. Now, I remember you saying at the beginning of the day, you were like, right, we've got the day, but it really starts. And you said it really starts on Nick Hayward. And as much as he was good, I think my, personally, my evening really started with Nick Kershaw. It was a great day, but Nick Kershaw really kicked it off for me. Um, he had every single person on their feet. He got me to the front again. Um, left you. I think I went on my own. I think I left Zoe this time. But he got me to the front. I would love to see him in concert and see a full concert of him because if that's what he does in the allocated slot that he's got, I'd love to see what he can do for a full, you know, two hour or however long concert. I recognised nearly every song. Um, and highlights for me were one and only and um, won't let the won't let the sun go down. Um, which I think are quite big songs anyway. But to see that live and to see what everyone else was doing and how good, like how much of an amazing time everyone else was having was just amazing. He really, he did well on that set. So, um, yeah, one and only, he didn't sing. He wrote that for yeah. Chesney Hawks from the, from the musical so. film Buddy Song, The Life of Buddy Holly. And um, yeah, he wrote that song for um, for that. And Chesney Hawks got, a, I think it was number one. I think it was a number one hit. Oh. So yes. Wow, but he, he smashed it. Well, you'll be looking forward to when you have him in the soloist because there's a hell of a lot more decent music than he had time to even play. So um, so yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Next up, we had A B C. Yeah. He's an amazing man. Um, Mr. Grey-suited Martin Fry. Yeah, he's still got it. And he's a bit of a showman, I say, because he had that interaction with the crowd. You know, he'd talk about what he's doing. Um, and, like, I don't know, like, I can't remember fully what he did. Was he the one that brought his daughter on? Was it his daughter? Who had his daughter on? That was uh, on Sunday, Redbox. Okay, that weren't him. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do remember. I've got them too confused. Um, the woman that he did have on. Oh, no, I can picture her. Definitely not his daughter. Um, she should have done a lot more. She's got a beautiful voice. Good variety. I feel like they had songs for everyone. You know, they had their upbeat. They had their chill. They got everyone moving. Feel good music. And was a very good live performer. Um the songs that stuck out for me were Cold Outside, Poison Arrow, and A Look of Love. Yeah. Obviously, Poison Arrow and um, Look of Love was their, their two big hits. Okay. So next we move on to um, someone who a lot of people were, were, weren't sure whether he was going to turn up because he'd had a, an accident. Um... No. Not this oh, time. no, no, no. Sorry. What right group, other, one person. Yeah. yeah, this is the disco DJ set. Sorry, yes. Martin Kemp. Yes. Baffles me as to why he just does a DJ set. But I think I said to you, Anavon, he obviously isn't a singer. And he no. just, you know, got in Spandau Ballet because obviously it was with his brother. Did what he did. And now he's just making his money. Like, he's on radio. He does bit of goggle box of his son and then he does this i mean he he worked it though and by the end he couldn't speak he'd lost his voice 
Um, so he did his DJ set, you know, he really worked the crowd. He played so many great songs, so many. Um, and yeah, was just a really good penultimate act. Yeah. He just came out, did what he needed to do, and everyone loved it. And as much as for me, seeing like Martin Kemp and knowing where he's from and, you know, Spandau Ballet, it's like... EastEnders, he had a bit of not, stint in yeah, EastEnders as an actor. Yeah, um, so, you know, he's dabbled a bit in everything. But, yeah, I was a bit baffled as to why he just does a DJ set. But yeah. hats off to him I for mean, doing it. Because he did we, we saw him last year, I think. He um, was his first one. And it just, I guess in this time, he, I mean, I don't think last time, I think he was like in the middle of the set, so sort of like where Heatwave are. Right. But this time, I suppose he was there just before the main headlining act. But um, I just don't know if you need you have a DJ, but you have a, you know, between each act, you have the music going from the DJ set of the from Rewind. I don't know why you need an actual DJ set as I an act. I thought it was but, great. Um, but those those songs could have been played by the, the normal DJ who does the interludes of yeah but i think because the normal dj who does the in-between bit it's a lot quieter it's when people are just chilling and getting ready no one's like up whereas martin kemp he was there for the vibe he got you up and dancing he played those massive tunes that were really yeah get up and dance and got you in the mood for Mm. what was to come but I just, I just what, think between the two DJs, we could have had a. There, there wasn't a variety of. There's a lot of the dancey ones. Yeah. But not I a think, lot of eighties, like you know. Did you hear Dexy's Midnight Runners? Did we hear them at all? Definitely didn't hear Take on Me, um, which um, bit of a disappointment. The disappointment really. was that there was no aha played on no, any of these DJs. Any set. DJ set. On any um, day. So then we come to the headline acts, Erasure's Andy Bell. So one half of Erasure. And yeah, um, yeah, a bit disappointing. I think we have to address the elephant in the room, don't we? He was drunk. (laughs) 100%. And um, Rewind, bless them, have put out their little message, haven't they? And explain why they let him stay on. Yeah, that so they've since, they've since um, released a statement mm-hmm. which, um, in, in short, apologises for, for what happened. Um, so, as they've put, is as the dust settles on another amazing summer of Rewind festivals, we wanted to say a huge thank you for making it the best year yet. From each fancy dress ensemble and every sing along moment, we couldn't have done it without you. However, we wanted to address the emails and comments from our side regarding last Saturday's headliner performance at Rewind South. Rewind Festival present in the region of 45 artists across each weekend on all stages and rely on a professional standard from artists and musicians to deliver their high quality performance. We realise that the performance from Andy Bell fell short of that. The festival was not made aware of any situation that would lead to this 
below path performance in advance of the show. The artists and their management are responsible for delivery of their set and at no point were we notified that there was going to be any problem. So we're not in a position to assess this before it was too late. Once the show was underway, we felt that it would be better to allow it to continue in the hope that this would be an improving situation. This clearly wasn't <laughs> the case. Whilst we are genuinely sorry that this occurred, it was something beyond our control. Had it been flagged, we would have dealt with it accordingly. And whilst we realised it was a disappointing way to close the Saturday, we are sure it didn't spoil the entire day stroke weekend of what was an otherwise great Rewind Festival. With the positives in mind, keep an eye on our social media for exciting date announcements for 2024. And that is from Rewind's headquarters. So, um, yeah, yeah the, 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 um, the big elephant in the room was Andy Bell, who... I was probably most looking forward to. Um, I'll be I honest, last time, I mean, I'm a big Erasure fan. Last time he was on, he he did a lot of his own stuff. He had his, he was, he just brought out his own um, solo That's album. So He'd done a lot of, a lot of that. And a lot of people went away, including myself, you know, because we didn't know the songs and it wasn't in the same tempo or anything as what obviously the old Erasure ones were. And a lot of people said, why, why did acts do that? You know, play these songs mm. that no one knows who's there. Um, and from what we could work out from the slurring and um, <laughs> whatever you want to say with the poor singing, was it would have been a, an amazing set if yeah, he was able to sing in tune. Because, um, mm. you know, there was no... Andy Bell solo songs. It was all erasure, and it yeah. was all good hits. You know, a little respect, chains of love, Not always sacred, sacred yeah, uh, chorus. There was, you know, the, it, the songs, you know, would were were good. It's just a shame that Andy Bell was unable to sing them professionally in tune and then when he was waffling on i mean some of it was obscene what he was saying and i won't even repeat but there was a part where he obviously i don't know whether he was with us enough to realize what he was saying i mean he asked the crowd who i'll be honest i've been there many times were booing him i've never ever heard people boo i've never seen so many people leave early um, as in before the before the very end. I mean, you get some who leave a bit earlier to um, to miss the uh, the rush, but I've never seen people leave in the amount. And it was after that first song because we looked at each other and was like, "What the hell's going on?" I honestly thought it was they hadn't done a sound check properly or something because we hadn't had any issues up till now. And um, but then when he was talking and he even asked, as I say, "Am I, I singing in tune?" And everyone, everyone went, "No." Went, no. And he went, oh, that's good. I think that was mainly yes. And it was like, this is awful. And I was just disappointed for him because I know he can sing much better. Oh, I've seen him live so many times. Um, it's a shame he 
hasn't come out and what I've from what I've seen so far and apologized himself. I mean, at least Art of Noise were apologizing for something they, that was out of their control. Mm. He hasn't apologized. Um, he must have seen the videos. Surely his people behind him have fed it back. Obviously, Rewind have come out with that. I'm sure they've got hold of his management or himself. And we've had silence from Andy Bell. And it just, it's a bit disappointing. As a fan, I did find it a bit disappointing and just frustrating. It was such a good set. And I think it would have been a, if he'd sang in tune like he can, it would have been one of the memorable headliners that they've had at Rewind. Instead, it's memorable, but not for the right so, reasons. Well, can I just say to everybody listening, I think I'm the only one who enjoyed it. But I think I enjoyed it in an awkward way. I had an absolute great time watching him. I found it absolutely hilarious. And when people booed, I oh, I felt for him. I was like, no, that's not nice. Like, I, I, and I'm sorry, as much as he was drunk, the songs were still amazing. And we stayed till the end because I was like, we're not leaving. Dad didn't want to leave. We, we were hoping it would improve as well, to be fair. Um, I think it did a little it, bit, but a tad. Not, and I, think, oh, not... I can't remember what song it was, but we all turned to each other and said that was better. But I can't remember what song it was. Um, I've never seen anything like it, and I just thought this is fantastic. And okay, a part of me is like, I wish I saw what Dan and Yvonne have seen when they've seen him in concert. You know, like I wish I did actually get to see him properly, but. I, I like Erasure and all the songs he did, I was still there having a great time and just enjoying it. Like just being there in the moment and being like, do you know what? This is just something that we'll speak about in years to come. And like you say as well, I do think it's a bit of disappointment on his behalf that he's not actually addressed it. Like all it takes is an apology. Um, and I think his management are probably going to be sat there like, why did we let him go on? But, you know, that's all in hindsight, isn't it? Um, I want to see him redeem himself. I'd love to actually watch him live properly and see. Yvonne explains a concert that he went to as one of the best concerts she's ever been to, and that's with Andy Bell. So I'd love to actually be able to see him redeem himself in my eyes. But either way, it did not dampen my weekend at all. Um, and it was just unforgettable, like absolutely unforgettable. And I look back at the videos and I still laugh. And I just think, it, I don't know, it just brought something different and it gave everyone something to talk about. And it was just fantastic. And, you know, he still did a full set. As much as partway through, I was like, maybe you should get off now. But when he carried on, I still enjoyed it. And like I say, I think I was probably one of the only ones that really enjoyed it. So I just, I just found it hilarious. He had me absolutely howling. So yeah, some someone has come out who his brother was with him, and they were speaking yeah. to his brother, and um, it, it seems like he was drunk because he um, he drinks to uh, calm his nerves, which yeah, I just find a little nervous. bit hard to believe when he's been mm. a a musician, a singer for, and he's very, um, and that might be because of the nerves. He's very extrovert, yeah, on the stage, cover up, and uh, maybe it covers up his shyness. But um, but didn't he you, certainly? You also... um, 
doesn't come across someone who you know and as i say he's done it loads of times i know he's never been drunk that i'm aware of before um on an erasure concert and um he's been in the business for th- over 30 years you know he's yeah, you think he early 80s definitely mid 80s around yeah mid 80s erasure because obviously you had depeche mode and yazoo before with um, vince clark so yeah mid 80s i don't know what andy bell did before erasure yeah. i'm not aware of him being in any he probably was in a music business of some kind but not obviously mm. to the to the um extent of erasure but yeah. it's just hard to but, believe that he's needs to calm his nerves with a drink and he had obviously clearly one too many drinks um enjoying the sunshine and um the martin kemp disco djing um Um, you made a good point though you said he's obviously not doing well without vince clark and vince clark is needed as if calm calm me down or you said something along those lines like, well yeah because obviously yeah. when he was at rewind la- he was headlining last time and i didn't think it was a great headline act then um compared to other ones we've seen um before and since so um when tom bailey Maybe first come come do. back come out of retirement or back onto the music scene as tom bailey and from the thompson twins he was mm. brilliant as a headline act omd were amazing as the headline act um adamant was probably the next he was he was okay but nothing brilliant for a headline act but you know not not andy bell was probably the worst headline act i've seen prior to andy bell this year and that was because of the set that time um whereas this time it was it was obviously he had the set right and not him so if he's allowed again i don't think rewind would probably have him again i don't think um, would. hopefully it'd be third time lucky and he gets the set and the singing correct rather than mm-hmm. having one and not the other but but yeah so that that's that was the end of saturday um so uh do you want to go through your highlights of Saturday, or do you want to do that at the end of each, of when we go after Sunday? No, I'll do I'll do highlights of Saturday now. Um, so my favorite, I couldn't pick one favorite act, so I've got two. My favorite acts were The South and Nick Kershaw. They were definitely up there for me. They, you know, brought something, and they were. I mean, look. You know, I was really looking forward to Andy Bell and I thought he'd be up there, but he obviously ruined that himself. But <laughs> humor side, he was great. But yeah, Nick Kershaw and the South were my favourite from Saturday. My least favourite, and it's, you know, nothing against like, any performers or anything like that. It's just Art of Noise. I think Art of Noise in general don't think will be an up there for me, um, you know. It was nice to see you enjoying them, but for me, it, they didn't need to be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, for, for me, um, with my bias hat on, Nick Kershaw was heads and shoulders above everything else on Saturday mm. for me. And in fact, you know, I thought he was the standout of the weekend. Um, just, he's, he played, I mean, his songs were so great in the 80s and he just delivers them still and yeah just for me that um the south were good i agree um mm. and you know i have listened i have heard the south before um and yeah they are they are good um but i suppose for me not having um paul heat and their singing um for me it probably just it's not as good as the originals um and i you know probably undeserved 
criticism because they can only do what they can do and they do deliver yeah. a good you know and the songs are stood the tests of time but yeah nick kershaw for me um just a mention for abc i i, I mean i'm not I'm, i like abc they're, they're they're you know they they were part of the 80s and they're good but there was a bloke going around dressed in the gray oh in the gold goodness. the gold suit with a wig on being oh, martin fly and oh he, he was brilliant um oh, so whoever that was him. yeah that that was that was good. well done to him he got the crowd yeah, going he, didn't he and everyone knew he was because of the gold suit and obviously it was with martin fly was singing yeah um but yeah and um other than andy bell for me was just ruined not ruined it um because i still enjoyed listening to the music even though it was out of tune um but yeah, I, I, I suppose for me it would be Heatwave. Just it's not mm. their seventies, not my kind of music. Yeah. They were just not memorable for me. Whereas I like Art of Noise. Yes, they had technical issues, but I think what they were trying to do was really good. And they, they well, not trying to do, they did do it. You know, with the the using the screens and having Max Headroom, and then obviously Tom Jones introducing Kiss. Um, I just think it was just a shame it didn't come off straight away and because they're not a big well known they they lost um probably people use their actors to go and get their food and that and mm. what have you which um probably you know for the just a bit you know because they want it just after six o'clock so it's just a bit of um unfortunate for them but no i yeah. i enjoyed them i wouldn't knock them um but yeah uh, nick Kershaw, the highlight heat wave nothing against them just not my puppy that's probably the uh the low light along with as i say the disappointment of andy bell okay we move on to sunday after um and i've got to say we got out of the car park quite quick which um yeah. you know <laughs> doesn't always happen um i think we an hour not even an hour maybe getting out on saturday night um yeah, but yeah um, but then, yeah, I think Andy Bell helped with that, to be honest, because he cleared the car park, certainly cleared the uh, the floor of the the, the stage, but, um, yep. yeah, cleared the car park as well. Um, so, anyway, we come on to Sunday. Um, so, first of all, we got there and we had the second half of the football on the big screen, um, the women's yep, football, which, um, unfortunately, we lost, but yeah. um, we had that on. And I the best part of that was as soon as we lost, they were like, yeah, but we're turning it off. Like, if we won, they would have kept it on for yeah. the trophy and whatnot. But as soon as we lost, whoever was in charge of that was like, yeah, that's done now. Let's start our day. So yeah. I, that I found quite, made me chuckle. But it was so, good of them to put that on. Yeah. I they put that uh, on. So, yeah, it's mainly obviously for the campers who mm. um, they got to see the first half and obviously um, we, we all queued up. Half to get in for the, the no, second we didn't, half. we didn't have to queue up we were straight in on the uh, yeah there was there wasn't really a queue was there unlike the first yeah. day and um, so yeah okay so sunday was presented by the doctor from doctor and the medics clive jackson as he's also obviously his real name but yeah the doctor what did you think of him he oh my goodness so the doctor over pat sharp any day i think the doctor needs to go out i said this he needs to go out and just do a show or be a presenter. But you said, don't think, or Yvonne said, don't think he could do that. He's not, he's not got a filter. But that's what makes it for me. He is absolutely fantastic. And 
he knows how to work a crowd and what I absolutely loved is during like the intermission interlude whatever the break bits he didn't just wait like Pat Sharp he would introduce the band go off the band would finish and you wouldn't see him again until the next band was due to come up come on whereas the doctor he came on just in the middle of these like intermissions he explained why there's intermissions and at one point he came on and went I'm back just I felt come for a chat and I'm like yeah come on then come have a chat you know he doesn't take himself too seriously I I feel I want to hire him as just someone that can take the piss out of daily life um and he sung Spirit in the Sky and I think if you've seen him again obviously he did kind of the same things like you predicted what he was going to do but for seeing him for the first time I thought he was absolutely hilarious with the fact that he was like so I'm going to sing a song he kept hinting at singing Spirit in the Sky but it was like it's not raining don't need to sing it and then he did sing it and he did exactly what you said and said I'm going to sing um, our other big hit now you might know it and he sung Spirit Spirit in the sky again but it was absolutely fantastic they got everyone on their feet and I don't know he just he knows he knows what he's doing he's a really good entertainer absolutely fantastic and there was a few things he said like Yvonne said or you said he doesn't have a filter he obviously brought up Andy Bell quite a bit and he egged the crowd on to get those booze in and was like that weren't me that was you didn't put the words in your mouth but you know he, he put he got a few digs in there and he he made like it was light-hearted in a sense like the jokes but he also made it less awkward he just brought it out instead of everyone like you know wandering around and knowing what had happened the night before he came out and was straight up and was like yeah he was shit weren't he so let's let's uh get that out the way but no he was absolutely fantastic I yeah, I mean there was a there was a few. So he um he obviously because he has this big jacket on, he was swell must have been swell when he goes. Um, oh my goodness! I've got the the same dressing room as um Andy Bell. Had. Oh my god! Yeah. And then he goes, um, I'm going to take my coat off. He's, He's asleep under the table. And then he goes, he goes. I understand the police. Understand the police are looking for him. They want to use him as a crowd disperser. And that it was, was just brilliant. Room. It was it, it was, was it was great. Um, and then yeah, he um, he he um, got the DJ to do Sweet Caroline and yes, um, said, did. "All take pictures, send it." You know, goes the lionesses. They've been brilliant. You know, we, we shouldn't he, be disappointed. Um, they got to the final. And he was you know, about the NHS. And yeah, I was just was about to say last year he said, "This is my last my last wee wine." And we went, "Oh, he goes with this knee with my white knee." He goes, um, "I'm having a replacement, so when you next see me." And lo and behold, he said, I just want to say well done to the NHS, had my, my knee changed. He goes, um, this is the last one I'm doing with my left knee or whichever knee was. Whatever not way around it was, yeah. And he said, but the good news is this is the first one I'm doing with my, my new knee on the right leg. He revealed so, it, um, didn't he? His, 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 um, uh, he's having his other knee done that he had done. So he had one knee done last year after Rewind. And this year, he, after this one, he's having the other one done. So I'm sure we'll be introduced to that next year. Um, but yeah, so he, he, you know, he, he celebrated the lionesses, he celebrated the NHS, and he, as you say, he got the awkwardness out of Andy Bell. Um, and yeah, he sang Spirit in the Sky, which gets the crowd going. It's probably one of the songs that, of the, the weekend that everyone remembers, and he just does it. And yeah, he's he's just a great host. But, 
he would be brilliant on the TV, but I, he he would also be a a bit and of a, a liability. And don't get told off. Yeah, so, he wouldn't get um, told off as a stand-up comedian. He could be like, "It's just my work." I think so, he'd yeah. be absolutely fantastic. No, he is. But um, yeah, so then he um, we went on to uh, the the um, warm-up act of Sunday, which I didn't really think was a, a warm-up act. I, I looked at it and thought they were an act because you know I remember them and they are. You know they got a few hits and they were they were they were good and that's China Crisis. Yeah, well I couldn't really remember them, and I don't I don't think I was a fan of them. Um, but they are good live, and I think they have changed my view a bit. Um, they're very calming. You know, you could hear that people were really enjoying them. Um, they've got great band players, and do you know what he the lead singer. He recognised, obviously, that he's a warm attack, warmer packed, and he was a funny little man, weren't he? You know, he got people clapping. He was like, "Right, I do this, you do this." He was funny. He called us all posh knobheads because yeah. it was in Henley. For Henley, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, he knew what he was there to do, and he he knew he was a warmer warmer packed, um, and they did well with their crowd interaction. And I thought it was a really good set to start the day off. Um, I think they could have been further down the line and been later on in the day. Um, but we were a warmer pack and, you know, it got it was a good start to the day. I think he made it with his interaction more than that. Yeah, de- definitely. And um, they sang their hits as well. So, um, yeah, um, for me, the next group would probably be better with the warm-up pact. They were more a 90s group yeah. and their big hit would have been what you needed as a warm-up act with um, All Together Now, and that was the final. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had great vibes. I enjoyed The Bank Robber, and there was one about a train, and I asked you, and you didn't know what it was called, but there was one about a train. Groovy train. Yeah, that. Why didn't you tell me that on the day? I did. I, you did not, because I did not write that down. Mm. Um, but the music got me moving, you know, they were happy to be there. And I just thought, I thought they were really good. But yes, I agree with you. It could have been the other way around because, like you say, they weren't like 80s. So they could have been, you know, pushed down. A they, bit were, they were sort of the start of the, uh, although I think they're from Liverpool. The, yeah, they are. They're Liverpool. But they were sort of the start of that Manchester sound, you know, even though they're not from Manchester. Mm. They're like, you know, Happy Mondays, Stone Roses, James. They were that, you know, the early 90s, a Britpop, you know, or sort of of era, um, rather than the 80s. Um, And I suppose another Liverpool band that, you know, is similar to to them is the Lightning Seed. So they're around that sort of era. So, um, yeah, just about got in the 80s, um, literally on the the tagging at the end of it. We've not discussed the farm, have we? Um, I don't remember. I don't think so because they're not no. really out. I can't remember if they were if I, they had a hit in the eighties or not. They might have started out in the eighties, but I can't remember. But no, they were good for what they did. So yes, so um, that was uh, the farm, and then we went on to big country. Forward yeah. to these because I really liked them. They were no messing. They went straight into their set. Um, they're a fantastic live act as well. You know, they know what they're doing. They're talented. Um, 
and they've definitely not lost it. He's got a good voice. And um, they've got good upbeat music. So again, again, it gets everyone on their feet. I feel like Sunday might have had that bit more oomph, especially at the beginning to it. And I, again, like China Crisis, think they should have been further down the line. And um, they should have had a longer, later set. Um, but yeah, they were really enjoyable. They came on, did what they did, and then went off. I felt like it flew by quite a lot. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed them. And... Um... Just to point out as well, they because they, they obviously flew in from Scotland. Yeah, they, uh, they were up at like four a.m. in the morning. They were saying yeah, to get yeah. obviously flying and then and they hadn't the Gatwick or um, Heathrow and then get them to Henley and yeah, and they hadn't doing their sound checks or doing that. whatever. So um, yeah. so yes, very very uh, appreciative. Um, so then we come to who I was talking about earlier. <laughs> um, Tony Hadley, who a lot of people weren't expecting, there was rumours whether he was going to be there or not. He'd already pulled out of some other, um, I don't think he'd done Rewind North, and he'd pulled out of some, some other festivals because he'd had a, a serious injury. Um, I don't know whether it's a car accident, skiing accident, or, or you know, just an, an accident of some kind, but on his knee. And he was actually in a leg, leg, in a, in a, um, a leg brace. And the good thing is, and this is was the good thing about the doctor, and he was obviously a very appreciative of him being there, and said, you know, put a big hand together, and he he gave us a, he he showed how professional Tony Hadley was, in that when they were in Scotland or in North, um, bef- you know, whether it was this year or a previous year, but he said Majure was running late, and he you know didn't know what to do, so he quickly saw Tony was on next and said, Tony, can you do us a favour? Majur is is running late. Can you come on? And Tony Hadley had literally just sat down, he said, and was starting his dinner, but still put his knife and fork down, went on the stage and delivered an, a faultless, you know, display. Mm. And, you know, the, the doctor obviously, you know, said he's very professional. He's come here. He's got his leg brace. You know, put a you know, make a make a big hand. And I'm not a fan of you know, Spandau Ballet went very you know, very slow with True and Gold, and not my cup of tea. But obviously, I like their early stuff. But Tony Hadley is very um, he's a crooner. He's a he's a um, I look at him as um, oh, I can't think of his name. The bloke who does all the Christmas songs, soloist, male nineties. Yes, Michael Buber. He's very reminds me of him, sort of thing. Um, he's Aww. not a Nick Kershaw. Let's put it that way. You know, he's he's a he's a crooner, crooner. What you want to say? And um, I'm not a yeah, not a f- big fan. But hats off to him. He he done a great set, and um, mm. you know he he's obviously was in an an amount of pain, I'd guess. But very you know compared to obviously you know Andy Bell the, the day before, very <laughs> professional done what he did and appreciate if he, he you know he didn't have to be there he could have said you know unfortunately i'm not gonna be able to come but he, he went and he he delivered yeah he did he like you were saying the doctor he was very you know spoke very highly of him and said what a trooper he was um and i was really glad that he came because I, I think i would have been a bit gutted because i do like uh tony hadley um and i do like spandau ballet so i was 
really grateful that he did turn up and he did do it and I just thought even though he obviously had to sit down I mean he was sat there with his uh Peroni and his Jack Daniels but you know he sat there and he delivered and it was it was a great show even though you know he had to sit with his leg out he got me near the front um for true and gold and I know that's really like you know stereotypical they're the big songs but I was like this is too good for me not to be nearer and be with that complete vibe of what everyone was feeling at the time um he had variety in his act you know he had his karma songs and all right I didn't know all of them because um, he did a few solo songs didn't he they weren't all stand up ballet yeah I think he did yeah he done obviously he'd done a cut a long story short done through the barricades um and yeah, I think he did do some of his own, possibly. Not that he really had any of his own. He's not had any hits that I can think of. But but yeah, he possibly your covers. Um, but yeah, um, but he knew what the audience wanted. You know, he was there and he was like, "Oh, we've got to do this one, haven't we?" And you know, we spoke about it. And he, I don't know, he just for me was an up there act, especially with how he had to come on. So no, he did really well really well yeah. indeed i really enjoyed his performance and it was followed by nathan moore of brother beyond yeah so this one i was kind of like all right yeah i've heard of brother beyond yeah weren't really uh nathan moore didn't really deliver there weren't much to go on it felt like it went by like his set went by with a click of a finger one minute he was on there performing, next minute he was gone. I was like, oh, like he only did like three songs or something. Um, you know, he did sing a few good songs, like it weren't bad. Um, and Nathan Moore looks way too young. I was like, is he like an imposter? Because he did not look old enough to be from the eighties. But yeah, weren't bad. It was just, I mean, so so brother beyond were a pop manufactured band um so a bit like um take that uh spice girls um and all of the x factor and that sort of stuff we've had since you know westlife um you know and all that other all that since so they were one of the first um well i say one of the first the monkeys were probably the beer the very first back in the mm-hmm. 60s but um yeah they were they were i think a band put together i think it was stock aiken and waterman they were under um and they had a yeah they had a few obviously the harder i try was their big mm-hmm. one uh, which he sang um but yeah he he did what he was could there yeah he um delivered he's been there before um and yeah he's he's an act that could have quite easily just been they, they used to have acts that were in they were called the BEF um they were under to do with Martin Ware and um he had so many acts on a little on on doing their you know the Lotus Eaters have been there before I think Redbox won there before as well Mel and Kim or Mel from Mel and Kim um people that haven't got a lot of song cat back catalogue but they were able to under the the umbrella and he's i think brother beyond or nathan moore or under that before whereas this time he's now they've done away with that and just had them individually 
Right. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. He's he sang the songs that he was there to sing, and yeah, nothing memorable about it. But it was it was a good good to have in between Tony Hadley and the next act, which I was really looking forward to. Again, not a lot of hits, but they got some good hits, and that's the Red Box. Mm. Now, Red Box. Uh, we've not discussed those. Yes, we have. No, we haven't. Yes, we have. I do not remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do. Yes, I do remember. Yes. But anyway, I, I didn't have left them off. They were not memorable at all. So I, I think I've said multiple times we've not discussed them. I do remember. I can see them on the playlist now. Series they 2, have... episode 19 with the Pet Shop Boys. We have oh, the Red Box. Long time ago, um, but they had people up on their feet. I wish there was a bit more of them. So, because I didn't remember them, and I was adamant that we hadn't discussed them, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be rubbish." But then when they played, I was like, "Oh no, I like these," and I wish that they had more. Um, they could have taken over Nathan Moore's set, you know, and just done that longer um, thing. Because I felt like they went by quite quickly as well. We were kind of there, like, "Oh, they've gone." That was yeah. So they were quick in your come off you go kind of thing. So yeah, very similar to Brother Beyond actually. Only they only had a couple of hits. They were more mid eighties and late eighties, which Brother Beyond were, um, which was for America and Lean yeah. on Me. Um, but they were too good. They were. Whereas, I suppose Brother Beyond had two good had two hits. Um, the main one, as I say, that I can remember is Hard Do I Try. They weren't as upbeat as For America and Lean On Me, which is probably why they're not as yeah. memorable for me. Um, but also Redbox did a cover of, um, I think it was a Beach Boys song as well. They done a, they done a cover of a song. I can't remember what it was now. Um, but yeah, no, no. Um, and he was the one who um, had his daughter up with him as well. Yes. So yes. yes so then, then we move on to... Thing of him to say, yeah. this is probably last. So, so um, and I've seen that. Um, I think it was Chesney Hawks had his son with him. I think it's quite um, cute, especially what time. the Redbox man said. He was like, "It's been the last time she'll be supporting me. I think next time I'll be supporting her." I thought that was really yeah. nice. Um, and next up, we had Toya, Toya Wilcox, otherwise known yeah, as obviously Toya. I've, I've never heard of her, and mm. it's be a long time till I get to her because um she'll be in a female soloist. She's a right bundle of energy though. I was like blooming that she don't stop. She's got more energy than me. Um and how old did she say she was? Because I asked and then she's like 65. She's in her late mid mid to late 60s, yeah. Um her cover of Echo Beach was the best part for me, but I think also it didn't help that I obviously knew none of her songs. Um, hadn't even listened to her so there was nothing I could relate to um, she's quite unique you know and she's a good singer um, I was quite glad that it was quite a short set but like I say I've not been able to listen to her full um, like catalogue for the podcast and get to know her background and whatnot so that was my first insight to her um, but yeah she weren't that bad I kind of took her set as a time to go off and do um explore the site um and what was around 
might have gone and got my flamingo hat at that point. But yeah. Okay. And uh, then we move into uh, a bit of a synth pop with Heaven 17. Mm. So I know that I'm not really a big fan of these. They're not my cup of tea. Um, I I went off for these because I made it back for Temptation. I stayed for Toya because I was like, oh, I wonder what she's about. I went off for these and made it back in time for Temptation, which I was glad I did. Um, that was the best for them. Got everyone on their feet. And do you know what I think with these? They have their fans and they're all happy and as much as they're not my cup of tea I do like you know I like some of their songs and while I was like wandering around it was nice to hear them in the background but um I wouldn't have been up on my feet until Temptation so it was nice that I made it back for that and really got to immerse myself in their big song and that's similar for me I'm I'm not a great fan of Heaven 17 you know the the, the fastest groove and um Oh, I forgot the other one that um, actually Glenn Gregory said was his favourite, um, which he thought he was singing earlier than he actually did. Um, or he, he he wasn't singing it when he thought he was, I think it was actually, because um, I think that's why he come out there was his favourite. He goes, oh, no, it's, we're singing this, and that's my favourite sort of thing. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, Temptation is by far their biggest and best hit. Um, after them, we had... Go West. Yeah. So these were, they knew what they were doing. They knew what the crowd wanted and they knew how to give it. Um, I wanted more of them. Wish they had a longer one. They're fantastic live and did an absolutely amazing set. They did some covers as well. Like they didn't just stick to their own, but like I say, they knew what the crowd wanted. And, um, you know, I don't think they had too many massive hits. So to do some covers, you know, like it brought that bit more to them. Um, they had a good end with their set. I really enjoyed Wishful Thinking and Close Your Eyes. Um, they were my highlights for them. But yeah, they, they so were, I think, were they the ones that done a cover of Echo Beach? No, that was Toya. Ah, Toya. Yes, sorry. We didn't um, mention that with Toya. Done a good cover of Echo Beach. I did. did. Oh, yes, I did. Okay, oh, um, but they did do. A, I can't remember who Go oh. West did a cover of. Oh, oh can I can't I? remember. They did do a cover, and it was a good cover. It was a good cover. I didn't write but, it down. Um, it was funny because I knew which were going to be the. two. It was obvious which when they done call me quite early, which was their other big hit. Mm. They left. Yeah, they had obviously the two left, and I thought I said to everyone in our group, "What are they going to finish with?" And um, both me and Yvonne from the eighties. Said close. Um, no, you said we close our eyes. No, no, we said we said we close our eyes. The two oh, younger yeah. ones said wishful yeah. thinking, and we were. Right. And then, lo and behold, the penultimate song was "We Close Our Eyes," and they finished with the '90s. I hasten to add song, but obviously from the motion picture soundtrack of Pretty Woman, which and was I a big film why. with Julia Roberts, and they finished with that, and it was a. It was oh, a good way to nice end, to and probably on. the right choice, actually. Yeah, like it weren't finishing on like their upbeat one. It was finishing on more of a no. chilled out. You know, it was a nice. Like, I really enjoyed how they ended it, and they did it that way round. Yeah. So, um, so I got that one wrong, but I am pleased to say when 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 we had the headliners OMD or well, a couple good more than a couple of years ago now, uh, me and Yvonne both said, both she's you know she said um, 
I guess they're going to f- obviously finish with Enola Gay. And I said, no, electricity. And it was electricity that they finished <laughs> with. So I thought that, and that was their upbeat one. And that's why I thought maybe um, they would do that was same. my thinking behind uh, Go West with We Close Our Eyes. But no, they, uh, they done um, ritual thinking and um, it was, it was good. It was a good set. I just can't remember what their cover was. I can't either. I didn't write it no. down. Um, because um, so I think then, the hardest that I was writing my notes throughout the evening, I probably to people around us might look like a wally, but I was like, need to get it down. Dad at the end of everyone was like, go on, write down what you thought. But then if you've been to Rewind, you understand like um, as it gets towards the evening, <laughs> it gets the quick, the turnovers quicker. So by go back, I was there like, right, jot this down before the next one and let's get it out. So I forgot to write a few things down, like their covers that I enjoyed. So unfortunately, can't yeah. remember. Um, and then we had uh, the Pink Flamingos all out in force for Mark Almond. Yes. Dad is very jealous of my bucket hat. Um, yeah. I went off because I was very jealous of everyone with flamingos. I was like, I need something flamingo to uh, remember this um, weekend by. So I went off and I was gone for quite a while trying to find a bucket hat. And I came back with this pink bucket hat with flamingos all over it. Um, I wouldn't have gone pink, but it was the best one I could find. And Dad, Dad ended up wearing it by the end of the night, though, to be fair, um, on top of his own. But, yeah, I just think he proper embraces the flamingos. And it's like you said to me, he's known for this flamingo thing, but there's only one line in one song about pink flamingos, and it's yeah. just really been Say hello, welcome, boy, right at the very beginning. Literally. Yeah, literally. Um, but, you know, he gave everyone what they wanted. He obviously embraces that flamingo. He's there and he's like, get your pink flamingos out. He did a good set. And I really like Mark Ormond, and I said I prefer him over Soft Cell. Um, so to see him live was really good. I want to listen to his music more because I was there like, I remember this, but I really wish I could just get myself into it. Um, so I wish I listened to him and refresh my memory a bit more on him before we went. Um, and like I say, he gave up on what they wanted. He sang Tainted Love by Soft Cell, um, you know, put that in there. So I think his set was really good. And he ended on, obviously, the, what's it called? Don't say hello, say hello wave, wave goodbye. It. So, so yeah, um, when we were there last time, and all these pink, when he was he was there, I think he headlined it. I can't remember now. Um, we had all the pink flamingos, and we was like, "What's with all the pink flamingos?" We didn't know because you just, as I say, it's just one line yeah. at the very beginning of the song, and um, and obviously then when he came on and then he sang, and everyone had their we realised then. And but last time he didn't finish on it. This time he's obviously learned, and he now has that as his as his finish. I think it's fantastic. And, um, it's, it really it, even to see it again was was good and but um and just because, it, because of where he is where he is on the on the lineup and because he now has it at the end it was it was getting very dark so it's not as easy to see all the pink flamingos whereas before he was he'd done it it wasn't it wasn't at the end and it might not have even been a headline i can't remember if he was headline but you did see the pink flamingos he didn't do it right at the end um, when he came on the stage everyone already had them out so yeah. you did get to see it all you just obviously didn't see everyone waving it about yeah. for the song but he embraced that fully pink field it it yeah. was amazing to see and how everyone yeah. really gets involved it was great 
So then we come to the final act, the headline act of the weekend, I suppose, as they have they they're, they're um, closing the the festival. Mm-hmm. And we closing we wine because um, mm-hmm. they've done Scotland, they've done the north, and now they've done the south. And I think they did, said they did one in Ireland as well. Yeah, um, they did. So uh, it's Squeeze, who you weren't a fan of when you listened to him first time round. No. It was a good end to the weekend and obviously comparing their headline to Andy Bell, completely different. And a highlight for me of theirs was where their lead singer was there and introducing. Because that was another thing that we didn't say about Andy Bell. He had no idea who the band was that was helping him. Absolutely no idea. He just shouldn't have uh, said anything and tried to introduce him. But anyway, the lead singer of Squeeze was there introducing the band and he get, let them all have their own little solo and I'm not a um instrumental type of person it's not for me and I think dad turned around to me or said and I said to Yvonne she don't like this type of thing and I was there like this isn't me at all but I did really like how it was done and then my favorite was the drummer I like a drum um so that was really good and they had like steel drums as well I liked that throughout the weekend. But anyway, so they ended on the drum and then it went into a song. And that was the highlight of their set for me. Um, I think he'd done that really well and it just flowed into that last song perfectly. Um, Call for Cats, wasn't it? Yes. I was just about to say, I can't remember the song, but I liked it. Um, Call for Cats. And yeah, you know, they had some good songs. I can say... As much as I did enjoy them live, and I do think they're a great musician, like a load of musicians, absolutely fantastic. They are still not for me. I still wouldn't go out and listen to them. But seeing them live was an experience, so I take that away from it. Yeah, yeah, they've done all their hits. It is a really good set. I mean, I like Hourglass. Um, as I say, Call for Cats, obviously their their main one. Up the Junction, pulling muscles from a shell. Um, a nail, another nail. Oh, I like pulling muscles for Michelle. Yeah, yeah. Um, another nail of for the uh, another nail in the heart. That was it. Um, so yeah, mm. they done all there. It was, it was a good set, really good it set. Was, yeah, it was um, awesome. and a good way to to end. And then again, getting out of the car park wasn't too bad. Probably a bit longer the second this time round than the first time, but still quite smooth in getting out. Unlike I've heard since for the campers, some people took oh god two, amount, two yeah. three hours to get out. But there there did seem a hell of a lot a lot of cars in that part of the car park there than were, usual. Yeah. Um, so um, so yeah, but no, um, otherwise a good weekend. So um, highlights from Sunday. So my highlight, my favourite act was. Um, Again, I can't choose. So I've gone with Go West and Tony Hadley. Tony, and okay, no, let me take this back. My all time highlight was The Doctor, but singing and act wise, Tony Hadley. Spirit in the Sky, you had a hit. Yeah, but he was a highlight of that day, but acts and singing, um, Go West and Tony Hadley. And my least favourite, has just got to be um, Nathan Moore. It just, yeah, he didn't bring much, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, for, for me, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Tony Hadley, but 
you have to give credit where credit's due for him to come out and perform or not perform. As he said, he would normally be walking around the stage and he couldn't. But um, he's, he's, you know, even for him, it's probably quite awkward just sitting there um, because he's not used to doing that. And um, no, he he was he was good. Um, Mark Almond was as usual good himself, and yeah, go go west. And um, special mention for me, Red Box were were brilliant. I thought, and um, China Crisis were probably for me the um, the 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 ones I had least expectations for, and delivered delivered more than I was expecting. So Mm. um, they they were good. Um, There wasn't much. Um, many low lights on Sunday for me. Yeah. Um, I probably was expecting more from Big Country. Um, oh yeah, you did say um, that. I wasn't. It was. I don't know. Just didn't deliver what I my expectations were. Whereas China Crisis over delivered from what I was expecting. Big Country didn't. Um, mm. And then yeah, um, Brother Beyond, Toya, um, and the Farm probably jointly didn't didn't really you know although it's good you know as i've said muffet to hear um martha and the muffins echo beach from toya was was mm, good that was a good, um, good cover and uh, obviously um all together now with the farm was was brilliant and so mm. was um groovy train so yeah i'm probably doing them a disservice but um yeah, yeah. like you brother beyond but big country is probably for me the big disappointment just i don't know you wasn't more i was expecting much more mm. so yeah mm. Well, okay. before we obviously it was my first rewind, and I have now found out how close to where I live because I'm north. Um, rewind North is so me and Connor are hopefully going to look into doing something in the future years and go into that one because of how close it is. It's actually closer to me than Dad is to Henley. Um, but my overall thoughts I just thought I'd give a few little highlights as well what I thought of the festival overall um because I think as a nearly 30 year old going to an 80s festival um it was such a different vibe and it really brought something else and was a type of festival that I think all festivals should become because camping chairs should be everywhere at a festival is what I think and I think it's a festival that is good for all ages whether you know the music or not it has definitely got something for for everyone and the 80s have obviously stood their test of time that it does bring a whole load of ages to them um I really liked how everyone really got involved you know dad did a wind up and said that we were going to dress up we didn't dress up although I was really looking forward to dressing up he said that we were going to be some Mr Men I was going to be Mr Tickle that didn't happen but Yvonne did go out and get us some t-shirts so we were repping our podcast and it was really nice to have people question it and hopefully gain a few followers um as well but there were obviously people there that were dressed up so some highlights for me were seeing Mr Blobby, E.T., the Wombles and obviously the ABC man um Martin Fry yes um but it was definitely a type of festival that I will go to again. And the way that the festival flows with the sets and how they do it and carry it out is absolutely amazing. There's so much there for you to do. So I completely understand why people go and why it's such a big um, festival. So they've definitely got another 
rewinder. And also, you should get a campaign for Dad to camp. Um, <laughs> Miss that banana man, he was there as well. No, oh, yeah, banana man. Heidi, oh, where's um, Wally? Who did we keep seeing? Oh, from Rainbow. Oh, Zippy yeah, Zippy, and... George, Bungo, yeah. Bungo. There were so many, yeah. there were so many. Yeah. Um, yeah. Captain Paid Man, Cubes. I saw, yes, Rubik's Punch Cubes. Cubes yes. Really good as well, oh, yeah, yeah, they were good, yeah. 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 Oh, the television, the BB, the when the when the in the old in the eighties when you didn't have twenty four hour TV, you had the test card, which was a girl with a golly, uh, not a golly, uh, a a clown thing next to her, and um, a, a chalkboard in the background. I think with noughts and crosses or maths, and there was three people it. walking around with that. It was it was good. I didn't um, see that. You wouldn't have understood it if you'd seen it. Oh yeah, disciples, yeah. So yeah, no, it's good. Um yeah. so yeah, no, that rewind was was good, um, as it always is. Um that brings us to the end of this special um episode. I just want to remind you, obviously we gave you it in the bonus, but um so you've probably been listening to them while uh, travelling yeah. down south to the rewind, but your first male soloist for episode one of series four is Shaking Stevens, Tom. Mm-hmm. John Waite, Matthew Wilder, and Bobby McFerrin. Just to yeah. uh, remind people of who you've got for, for next week. Yes, so keep a look out, and season four is up and coming. Yes. Okay. On that note, I shall say goodbye. Okay, and I will speak to you soon. You will. Bye. Bye, Dad. <laughs>